Okay, great. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> You're going to give a countdown or something? Three, two, one. Okay, okay. great. That wasn't the voice I wanted to do, but... Um, but I just want to say, Corey, I listened to this obviously early. You sent it to me early. Yeah. Um, and I took like a month to listen to it because <laughs> I wanted to sit down with good headphones and listen and enjoy it and enjoy it. I did. But you know what? When I listened to it at midnight on Thursday going into Friday, yeah. it was something about it was like had that extra, extra sparkle than even more than before where i was just oh, like nice. oh my god listen like like the intro track what if i was like oh my god i'm gonna die like this is so good <laughs> um, oh that's very sweet yeah Thank you. and like any of the songs where i was like okay cool i feel like once i listened to them the second time i was like okay wait now it's a it's a hit for me like they're all hits so Yay, i'm really excited so to awesome. listen through yes we're gonna go <sighs> Uh, I was about through to it. say like tit by tit, but we're going bit by bit through we're all messed each up. song. I'm going to be talking through the songs probably. So if you haven't heard it, I apologize that I'm going to be like ruining it with my speaking voice, but um, giving everyone kind of ideas about what uh, the songs were inspired by and also just like going into the little details that you may not know. And in fact, some of the stuff uh, I've never talked about before. Um, and some of these songs have been out since like 2019 and I've just mm. never revealed it in the press uh, that I've done, mainly because nobody asked, but also <laughs> because, um, <laughs> because I wanted to save something for this moment so that I could, you know, show people some of the interesting stuff that is mm -hmm. behind it. There, uh, there's a lot of thought put into this, as surprising as that may seem. Um, I, I was meticulous about it. So in terms of the way that it flows, in terms of the everything there's like a lot of symbolism it's it's a lot of stuff so i'm excited to share yeah you've given me just like a couple of things like you were like you won't believe how much there is of just like the intro to this like this sound for this song this 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 so i'm like okay let's go also i wasn't ignoring you i was just retweeting your tweet so i don't know it's okay i saw that i was i just turned my phone on mute because that's annoying just so many notifications you know? can't keep up okay so should we get started yeah let's go let's play what if yeah so um what if is the first track on the album when we were making it wait should i play it now or do you want to say this beforehand yeah, you can just play it and we'll talk over it who cares okay um <laughs> we ain't got all night <laughs> no oh shoot i won't be able to hear it that's um, okay i'm playing it okay, oh i so, see what you mean or i can yeah, do a countdown I like we do on quarantine yeah, why don't we do that just so that I can play it on my you get double the uh, streams computer, too. I guess everyone else can stream along know. with us too and just make the volume really low so that you yeah, we'll hear see us. Yeah, this works. Feel free, give Corey some extra streams. We'll see if this works. What if my we friend. also just text Kevin to call the place if he can? Yeah, I mean he should really. You know what's interesting is um. Tova's favorite meal was sushi and you were mm. the one who suggested this so I was like I didn't even tell you but like I was kind of shocked because I mean I guess a lot of people like sushi but um I didn't really tell anyone I guess the context of why it's called Tove um so for those who don't know um Tova I knew her as Tova Berry and then she got married uh last year and became Tova Natalie um Tova Hi, was a very close friend of mine hi julie who um 
who unfortunately found out that she got stomach cancer um, in January of last year, right before the pandemic. And um, it was stage four stomach cancer. So Tova ended up having to basically stay in the hospital. And unfortunately, she had just gotten married. She had just bought a new home and she just had a new baby. Um, So she was in the hospital from January through until... Uh, she eventually died in April. Um, and I got, I think the last time I got to see her was when I got back from Florida in February. Um, and then they started to stop allowing people to go into the Mm. hospital. So, um, uh, but I would obviously be able to FaceTime and stuff. So in any case, I thought to myself with this album, there are a million things I could name it, but I don't know that one of them I'm going to end up loving 10 years down the line and i knew for sure that Mm. uh, if i I named this tove i would love it forever and um also i'd be able to remember her forever whenever i reference this um again and the great thing is that um tove actually means good in hebrew um so so i'm kind of influencing people by subliminally telling them that it's good even before they listen to it so you know i'm stinky like that well let's go with it i'm gonna play what if so this is part one which is the betrayal act of the soundtrack of the soundtrack basically soundtrack to um, your life album and uh you count me down and then i'll go okay three two one go Okay, so this song was inspired by um, Die Another Day, which is the James Bond movie. uh, No, the song by Madonna. Um, The movie's rotten. Madonna's in the movie, though, and I recommend watching it for that part alone. But um, the 303s underneath are what you hear in the Die Another Day um, song. But also, um, I wanted to start the album with sort of a statement about me having self-doubt in terms of putting together a full album and also not knowing if I had the capability to do it and if I could. So it's like, what if it's not my destiny? What if it's not good enough for me? I hate when singers quote lyrics. It's so cheesy, but I'm going to do it today. So suck it up, Buttercup. Um, And yeah, we wanted to also highly like auto-tune it, stylize it, almost make it like a hyper-pop start kind of thing. And um, it's, it's, it builds. It's like one of those like really impactful tracks that sort of like gets you excited. And I also wanted a track that like when I go on stage eventually, when the world comes back to normal, I'll have something to play while I'm getting ready to go on stage that'll pump people up. And I think this song accomplishes that. Very much. Like, I think it's also funny because I, I brought this up to you, but there was a time you were like talking about a song and you were like, it's just the same words the whole time and I hate that type of thing. And I'm like, wait, but Corey, what if is the same thing and it's so good, like you did it so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I love it. It's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album, even though it's just an intro track. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just gets me pumped up and excited. Like whenever I'm getting ready for something, I'll put it on. Or like if I'm starting to exercise, that's a good way for me to get pumped up. Um, it's funny. I usually get sick of my songs after a certain amount of time, as I'm sure you know too, Kisos. It's yeah. like once you I get sick put of them your songs together, too. Yeah, of course. Um, once you put them together for you know however many months you're working on them, it can be annoying to have to keep going back to them afterwards. But that's one that I still love. Yeah. So um, that's 
that's basically the story of what if. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love, like you said, it's so punchy. It's so strong. I don't think a lot of people would expect that to be like the first track from you to start off the album. Well, so I think it really what? makes I'd a like statement. Unexpected as yeah. we've seen in many of our streams together. Today, I feel like it's going to be a little more serious, which I don't know if people are used to, but. Well, know. I think they're into the music. They want to know what the music, they don't need us to be clowns yeah. all the time. All right. All right. So <laughs> just a little bit of clown. You wasn't, you, sorry, you, you weren't not expecting that track to open the album. Was that a typo or was that true? Like I it wasn't completely, it wasn't like completely out of left field. Like, but it was like, it wasn't like, what? Oh, okay. I see. Oh, okay. So you weren't expecting, yeah. Actually, <laughs> you weren't expecting, yeah. No. Zach Benson, I sent him the album early too. And he was such a sweetheart. He gave me like track by track analysis and was so kind. Um, he said to me too, that. I just didn't expect that as your opener because of everything else that I've heard. And I love that. Like, mm -hmm. that's the way I always want to be. The tr album has a bunch of interstitials in it, too. And um, we'll get to those, obviously. But um, I wanted to do that because I've always wanted to after seeing the Janet Jackson Velvet Rope um, album. It was amazing. And it had all those interstitials. But I will never do interstitials again because I've done them. And now they are old to me after this. <laughs> Or is it because the Metro Weekly, that was the only thing that they said that was slightly negative? Listen, we're not going to get into <laughs> details here. I know, but I also just don't like repeating myself. I find that too I know many artists will, um, and this is not a, a dig, it's just too many artists will release different versions of the same thing all the time. And I find that boring for me. Oh, I like, I that. always want to try and be doing something different, right? So, anyway. Oh, did your sushi come? It came, baby. Yeah. Hi, Kevin. Here he left. He's still on the phone. Kevin, I don't know. It's just the hands. <laughs> Kevin said, here's your food. I'm busy. Bye. Um, I was going to say get, something. I should, huh? I should get mine. Yeah, go get yours. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, tell, I'll talk to everyone. Um, I was going to say what Corey said makes a lot of sense with um, just like not wanting to do the same thing because I felt very much that about like he didn't want me in Happily Ever After. Like now that I've done breakup songs and now that I've done two music videos inside an apartment, I'm like, okay, what's next? I will never do that again. So that's why I'm like, I'm not against quarantine videos for other people, but I don't want to do one what myself. Huh? What are these streams called? Mukbangs? Mukbang, like, muck yeah. Mukbanging with mukbanging with Tove. Yes. Um, we'll have to. So yeah, for those who have joined, um, Tova's favorite food is actually sushi, and uh, Kisos suggested it before I even said anything. So we are on brand i was just about to text you Ooh, you're so smart you're so smart oh my god what an amazing boyfriend he's only What's doing happening? this because Corey paid he just brought me like the sauce oh Ooh, child. <laughs> what kind of sushi did you get um i actually just got a bento box i got a salmon bento box but then it came with like a little california roll and then kevin got, got the same it. thing and then we got a philadelphia roll because we love cream cheese <laughs> well you see I am from a small town in Canada mm -hmm. of 30,000 people where when I grew up, you couldn't even get sushi anywhere. Oh. Um, so the only thing that I will put in my gullet is California roll. So mm, that's the only thing you trust. Because I really do prefer cheese whiz on toast <laughs> to anything else because I'm trailer trash. All right. If it's good, it's good. Um, um, okay. Well, Cheers. Cheers. Oh, let me get one ready and we can put it in our mouths at the same time and then chew so that I can no, talk No, that sounds like a plan. 
Well, I know. We're 69ing with food. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One sec. Itadakimasu. Cheers. Cheers. Prost. Mm. Okay, put it in your mouth. I did. Oh, I did. Sorry, I'm pushy that way. <laughs> all right. Oh my god. Let's move along. Let's move along. We? Next up is we'll poison. Be here all night. This one's been yeah. out for a while. It has. It came out in 2019. To uh, count me down when you're ready. Um, three, two, yep, one, go. And let me know about the sound so, again, y'all. I tried to put it in the middle. Of what so you said. with poison, um, it starts out with this creepy clock, and it is about to chime three times. Um, the three signi signifies uh, the time I was born, which was 3 a.m. Um, and actually, uh, Drop dead. this whole album is sort of in threes. So you look at the fact that there's three different acts and also that um, the name Tov has three letters, which you brought up to me, Kisos. And then I was like, oh, I'm running with that. So... Um, yeah, this song is actually about a friend who I've had for a long time that we've had ups and downs and we've been good and we've been horrible. This was in a horrible period where I was really pissed at him. And uh, Does he know that? Oh yeah, he knows all about it. He loves the song. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the funny thing is that his ex-boyfriend that I knew they were a bit tumultuous. Mm. I asked his tumultuous situation to rap on the track. So that is to Middle Child. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the song is vicious. Of course, it's exaggerated because I tend to exaggerate my sentiments in songs because they're not interesting if you don't go a little bit further with your emotion. Um, it's true. But it's also playful. And I think, you know, just kidding, drop dead, that sort of stuff. It's all very cheeky. It's like, yeah, serious, but with a little like tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. And you also like, you have certain friends in your life that, you know, you go through these periods or you get in like, you know, arguments and you can be a little bit of an asshole to them mm -hmm. and you know that it's going to be okay. And you know they'll take it. They're a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and this song I sent him before and I'm like, hey, this is all about you. Enjoy it. And he's like, actually, it's really good. I yeah. love it. But, you know, it is what it is. We've is this the one? Is this the song that came out first? Yes. This, this is, the is the first, first one from the album. The lead and, single from the album. Yes. And when you were making this, like, were you already planning an album or were you just kind of making songs and seeing what would happen? Yeah, so um, we recorded this in 2018 around the time that I opened for Boy George, actually. And I was just starting to write music for the album because I knew that I wanted to make a follow-up to Seven Different Sides, which was my first EP. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an idea of where I wanted to go with it or anything. Um, and I wrote this not really thinking anything of it. And Gavin, my producer, who's basically infused into every single one of these tracks um he i sent him like a quick demo of it and he was like oh my god this is amazing and we started working on it right away and i think i may have recorded this around the summer of 2018 and released it in march of 2019. Hmm. okay that's funny because i think i knew that but i forgot 
but it's very much like happily ever after energy and i think that's you know it's kind of both of our first breakout moments in a way yeah i mean it's my most streamed song as happily ever after is your most streamed song yeah um so yeah, people really responded to it, and I was super happy. The Spotify algorithm worked for once with this one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you know, I was, I was happy to have it. Better one it than nice none. It lasted. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> um, should I just keep it playing? Should I pause it? Anything you want to say about out of my head before we start it? No, we can just go with it. Okay, just let's. Let well, I already paused it, so let's do it again. Three, two, one, go. Um, so without in my head, I wrote this song about an ex that I had when I was 18 and I just moved to the city. Literally and, uh, I was dating him and he would put me down constantly. He would tell me that I was going to age horribly, that um, oh, I- quick side note. This is that guy that you recently reconnected with too, right? Yeah, well, I or sent reconnect him a message. You I sent a message. Yeah, <laughs> basically telling him he's an asshole. But um, there got to a point where he was lying to me. He was sleeping around. There were a lot of things happening. He would go out at night and party and then come back to my place. He didn't live in the city, so he would mm. stay with me and use my place as like a place to come after he was coming down off of E and like sleep in my bed and then leave in the morning and not spend any time with me. But I was like 18. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. You were just like, oh, it's nice. He wants to spend time work. with me. He's yeah. doing his own thing. And then he comes and hangs out with me. And at 18, you don't really realize. And then there was one final straw where I just got so pissed off um, and took all of his stuff, including like this really expensive ring that he loved and uh, threw it all out on the street Woo! and threw the ring in particular without any protection right onto the fucking road. And um, he threw a punch, which was nice. And then... Um, that was it. Who's out of my life and out of my head? Wow. But the funny thing about out of my head is that it's basically singing about how you're out of my head. But really, if I'm writing a song about you, are you out of my head? <laughs> That's <laughs> very uh, important. Yeah. But I think that I think a lot of people go through that where they're like, yes, I'm done. I'm, I'm over so it. I'm over it. Yeah. He didn't want me. I've accepted it three years later. We, well, it's not even three years later, it's several, it may be even a decade later. Um, well, more than a decade, but um, I think there's certain wounds that you create when you're, you know, young mm -hmm. that stick with you. Like your first relationship, you always remember. And if you yeah. end up with a shitty one, then unfortunately that creates trust issues and a lot of other things for every other relationship that follows. Right. right? Um, which is Tara, Tara, thank you so much for the follow. Sorry for interrupting, Corey. Continue. No, no, no. Um, and that's why this song is under the betrayal section of the album, because it was betrayal. Makes sense. Um, when you were, I'm assuming you weren't like, um, you didn't have these three kind of like, I'll call them pillars, I guess, because I can't think of a better word. You didn't like necessarily go in with like, the, uh, there's these three pillars I have and I'm going to write songs for each of them. It was more like no. these fit into things and you figured them out later. Yeah, everything was made organically. I was simply just writing stuff. There was no intention at the beginning of this album to say, okay, I'm going to pair it into these sections and all of that. It literally just sort of transformed into that after mm -hmm. I got all of these songs together. Because keep in mind, 
this material spans from writing from 2016 to 2020. Yeah. So like it's all different stages and somehow they just piece together in the proper way. Right. Um, so we can go to end of me now. I don't know if Michelle is still here, but Michelle Let's was. Let's do it. I think she had to yeah. leave because she only had like 10 minutes. But this is my. Well, she works in the evening. So I know oh, that that, that was sweet sense. of her too. Yeah. To even drop in for a little. Mobile. This is my favorite yeah. song. I'm also a Michelle stan. Um, I love Michelle. But this is my favorite song. I remember hearing it. And... Count Me Down or have you started already? No, I didn't start it yet. Oh, okay. um, I'm Sorry. just going to say this before real quick. So Hi, that... Raya. Otova's sister's here. <gasps> Hi, Raya. How are you? Raya, we're eating sushi to celebrate Tova. And um, we're just going through the album right now. But thank you for coming. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I was just going to say before we start this one. Yes, this is my favorite. You sent it to me a while ago. And then I forgot that this was the one that I really loved. And then you sent me... And then I started for some reason thinking that Little Lies was the one I really loved, even though I really like it. But End of Me is like, for me, this is like your best song, hands down, by a mile. And again, I already like your music, like I already love your music. So Aww. it was like, this is just like a career defining, like iconic track. Amazing. Anyway, let's play it. <laughs> Can't get my hair right. I'm okay. rambling. Let's uh, anyway, play. three, two, one, go. Um, so with this it's one, it's just so what good. I, what I love about it was we started with that loop, that whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and I don't know. Would you classify that as R and B, or what would you classify that as? That sound. I mean, it's kind of. It has like. I would say I it's funky. Like it's, yeah, I almost feel like it belongs with a rapper, to be honest. So that was part of the reason why I wanted to take it and sort of make it into this dance track. This song was so difficult to write because I don't think it follows traditional formula in the sense that it's not, you know, completely followable. It takes different turns. Um, and it took a long time to produce because we went through so many different beats, so many different versions, um, and then finally landed on something. And then I asked Michelle to do the vocals. And you know what? This was not really something I was loving. In fact, this may not have even gone on the album. <laughs> it's always but, those tracks, right? <laughs> but Michelle gave me her vocals for it. And then all of a sudden it came to life for me and I loved it. So um, yeah, I was really thankful. And obviously the subject of the song this is still kind of um in the same vein as the song prior the out of my head it's still singing about that one relationship and how you know loving you will be the end of me mm -hmm. i can't continue doing this because it's actually hurting me so much and uh i'm still sticking in it right. so yeah i just love it, like the tone of it like the it's so vulnerable sultry it's kind of like it's like kind of like i don't even know how to describe it like it's well, it's like inviting <laughs> it's like <laughs> i mean i think in a good way that is it like it's it's such a powerful feeling that i'm trying to describe but it's something that like you don't really have words for yeah like well i think you continue while i try to think of how to say what i'm trying to say <laughs> no I think um I think I think it shows here let me interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. Go. <laughs> Take it. I think it shows like you're kind of portraying the seduction of the thing or person whatever that's ending you but in your own voice. Like you're kind of doing that like siren call of like like 
seducing them, bringing them in, and then cutting off their head, you know? But it's what's Got happening it. to you. Yeah, and co coincidentally, that's what I do in all my relationships. They, <laughs> I Black Widow, baby. And then they get to know me. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I don't army hammy my exes, or army hammer. Um, I heard someone make a joke. Uh, it's oh, that's right. I forgot hammer. what he did. He wanted to eat people. Is it army hammer or arm me hungry? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Thank you, Tina. Um, you know what's weird is... I think this song in particular, I went in to record it after like a very hard night and um, my vocals were not great. But for some reason, when I was singing in that upper register, it seemed to, there's almost a little rasp to it. So it, it kind of worked. Mm -hmm. So what did you? Mm -hmm. And then we have our first interstitial here. We have our first interstitial. Um, Which I'm already playing, by the way. Okay, well, I'll just play it. Um, so, essentially, one of my really good friends uh, went through a two-year horrible relationship. Oh, this is also the start of um, the second part of the second act of the album, which is right. heartbreak. So, um, my friend was in a really tumultuous situation. She was in a uh, bad relationship. Um, he would lie to her. He was cheating on his wife with her. It was a whole oh. thing. It was like wild. Whoa. And um, it got really bad to the point where he was stalking her. Like she would go to work and he would be outside in his car watching her from his car. Mm -hmm. um, he would follow her if she would ever go out with friends. We would go out, Kisos, to like a bar and we would be coming out getting her coats and she would oh see God. his car off in the distance like he was so psycho and it was terrifying so um that leads us into the next song which i don't know are you have you played it or are you about to okay well we can start the next song okay I guess three two yeah. one go so the next song is called happiness and heartache and basically um it's her story with a few different uh, things that aren't exactly accurate in terms of like her age and two bedroom apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it just fit with the song. So um, basically this song in the initial stages was going to be called Happiness in Bottles um, and be about seeking happiness through drinking. Mm. And then uh, she, my friend who went through this, finally made the push to just cut him off and say, no, this isn't going to happen anymore. Get out. Getting rid of him and I'm not allowing him to be this person in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going into the studio literally about a half an hour after I found out that she'd made this decision. Mm. And I wrote this, all of these lyrics on the subway on my way to the studio. Ooh. And when I got to the studio, we had the full song and the concept and everything in terms oh because I already had the melodies. I already had a full song written in terms of the lyrics and everything. Right. And then just diverted the second that um, this came because it's like, this is actually something I connect to more. And um, yeah, we had fun with that. You'll hear a champagne bottle popping um, throughout some of the songs. I love the part, like after the, I guess <laughs> it's after the chorus, the post chorus of just like the piano. It's yeah. so beautiful instrumentally and different and breaks it up a little bit and also makes it, I guess, a little more 
serious in terms of like musicality, because otherwise it's kind of just like dancey, whatever. So I think that adds right. like some weight and depth to it. Well, I wanted it to represent that piano. I wanted the piano to represent the chaos of the mm. relationship. And that piano does have a chaotic nature to it in terms mm -hmm. of like it's staccato, but also Syncopated. like hard hit on the keys, you know, like it's very mm -hmm. intense. So I wanted to make sure that that sort of was conveyed in some way. I want to read what Tina said because I kind of missed it. Mm -hmm. I had an ex like that. He was the one who recently texted me to apologize. It's yeah, too little too late, right, Tina? Like, what a pain in the ass. And then she says, luckily, we got things figured out after three months of stalkerish behavior, but it was intense first. And we managed to become friends later, so the apology was weird and very unexpected. Well, I mean, at least he's made it up to That's you. That's very interesting, yeah. And, yeah, like, I mean, at least he's... I think um, there's something healing in that in terms of, like, getting that catharsis closure yeah like that sense of closure and i uh, and maybe that's if i had gotten those things some of these songs wouldn't exist so I, it's good i haven't had closure on something but yeah i love the beat switch up here too you know where it like gets like really into the like i don't know what the word is but that different group yeah. at one point yeah um this is one that grew doing. on me a lot because when i listened the first time i was like Okay, but I think I kind of just saw it as like a 90s feel, pop song, whatever. Right. But then the second time I was like, like it's one of my favorites on the album. Like top oh, wow. top three, top four. Love it. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, it's yeah, really like it too. I think that might be my mom's favorite other than No More Trips to London, which is coming up. Um, she just really connected that song. I actually remember when it was written, we had gone to Florida right after and I had brought... Uh, some demos with me and I got to play them for her and she was really loving them. But anyway. That's awesome. Um, hi, Jay Gregory. Thank you for stopping by and lurking. Um, we can move into the next one. Okay. Um, and Tina said, sorry, this is um, a little spicy. So it's making my um, saliva <laughs> glands act up. So I'm like, have That's a bubble beautiful. in my throat. I was just going to read what Tina said. Recent anger management revealed that he never apologized for his behavior then. And song related, this one gets stuck in my head. I mean, that makes sense too. Like you kind of have a breakthrough and then you're like, oh, let me go fix this thing. Even if it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but yeah, that That's one gets stuck in my head do. a ton. Okay. Little Lies in three. Little Lies. Two. I'm just keeping this clipping. Maybe not. I, I can't stop looking at my hair. I'm going nuts. It's fine. Okay. Three. Little Lies. Two. One. Go. <laughs> Don't um, worry. I'm very so ugly. You'll always look better. Oh, shut up. So, uh, this, this song, uh, as you know, Keith says, but some may not know, um, was a song that Zach Benson and I wrote in 2020 at the start of the pandemic. I remember messaging him on uh, Twitter and just like DMing him, I guess, and saying like, hey, would you work with me? I really want to write a song with you. And he was like, sure, I would love to. So um, I think we had a course of about three different uh, FaceTime sessions where the first one was kind of just getting to uh, acquainted with each other, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember this was in the period where people were like banging their paws and pants at seven o'clock every night. Mm. So um, we would be talking and then as soon as that would happen, Happen, I would take him out so he could see all the people on my because he was in Virginia I oh. think, with his family at the time so mm -hmm. he didn't really experience that as much as he would have if he was in New York at the time mm -hmm. um, That's so but we got yeah we got talking about um, TV shows and he really loved Big Little Lies which I still have not seen um, how did you two originally meet I don't remember was it through like quarantine stuff or just like music I don't know meeting that each it other was. I, social I media Dougie, I mean? Dougie was really in love with 
with him, um, understandably. And then I saw that and I was like, well, if Dougie loves him, I've got to check him out. So then mm -hmm. I looked further and loved what I was hearing um, and then went from there. But no, so um, we started talking about Big Little Lies and then got talking also about like just, you know, right now during this time, wouldn't it be just be lovely if people would just tell us lies rather than the mm -hmm. truth? Because honestly, it's a lot, you know? And I think all of us went through that sort of trauma in the beginning where it was like, oh my God, this is real. This is happening. We're going to be living in this. Some people knew that it was going to go long. I personally did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I take pride in that, but I do. <laughs> I knew we were going to be doomed and that our government yeah. sucks ass. You know what? I was, I keep bringing up Florida, I'm sorry. But when I was in Florida in February before this happened, my parents, well, my dad was like, oh, it's all like a hoax. It's just like, I'm like, dad, oh, no. this is serious. It's going to be horrible. Like, he laughed at me for bringing hand sanitizer on the plane. He's like, uh, <laughs> you watch. But anyway, I don't know why I get pleasure of feeling I was right about the pandemic. I do, but too. I do. Well, not necessarily yeah. that, but a lot of things. Just like, yeah. So, um, then we started writing this song and applied it to relationships. And just like how when you get stuck in a relationship, you want people to lie to you. Or when you know it's about to end, mm -hmm. um, you almost don't want to accept that it's about to end. So, you rather just have the person lie to you or if they're trying to break up with you for example you try to convince them not to i've done that a million times but i mean enough about me Jesus, how many times have you done that i've actually been the opposite where someone's oh, really? trying to convince me and oh, then yeah, i have to break up with them a second or third time and yeah, in my see, relationship that's, that's terrible that's so after that problem. i learned my lesson yeah. Well, that's the thing because you give the person hope that like it can be salvaged because mm -hmm. you continue on with it, right? Um, and that sort of brings us magically into the next song. I'm just going to shove something in my gullet and then we can go in. Yeah, do it. Uh -huh. uh, uh, in my last relationship, I um, I was not the one doing the breaking up, but I didn't really like, I was just kind of like, I knew it was coming and I just steeled myself to it. Like he wouldn't even pull the trigger. Really? He was like, yeah. He was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, well, we need to break up. And he was like, oh, well. And I'm just like, okay, then let's oh, break just up. just say it. And then I had yeah. to, I had to rip the own, I had to, I had to do it. I had you to do had it. You had to rip the bandaid. You had to break up with yourself essentially. Yeah, I think that's why it hit me so hard, but also why I relate to a lot yeah, of well, these songs. Yeah, well that's tough because like you didn't, did he ever actually say, Listen, we need to end this. Or was it you who said it? It was it was me. And he was yeah. like he was like, Well, I know this isn't working, but also I don't see myself with anyone but you. And that line just rang through my head for like years. Like, wait, but you don't see yourself with anyone but me. So like why aren't you making it work? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing yeah. that? It's a manipulation. But I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, we're all we're all there. over it. <laughs> this is like a wounded soul stream today. Hey guys, my name's Corey, and I'm everybody a bring your baggage. Soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the next one. Count me okay. down. Do you in three, two, one? So this is my favorite song on the entire album, um, besides mm. Little One, because Little One is yes. um, obviously very special to me. Um, Gavin and I, this is the one that we most collaborated on. I think we, the split was 60-40 with me being 60, he being 40. We really worked together collaboratively in the heaviest way on this song. Um, and this one we, came out like right when the pandemic started. 
It was right in the beginning of the pandemic. Kind of, well, it was, I think, when was it? It was like April something. Um, so. Or, no. or like when people started shutting down, I think. It was March. It was the beginning of March. It was right when things were shutting down. So. Um, I just loved the sort of Kylie Minogue of it all and the almost ABBA in a way like you'll hear the strings in some parts where it's like doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, and there's also this like Wizard of Oz vibe in one part where it's like you'll hear it in a sec or if you haven't already oh this one um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just reminds me of like when the Wicked Witch would go, or like when that tornado happened and pulled up the house and they. Yeah. So, um, this song admittedly is not about anyone or anything in my personal life. Um, it's, but there were fun parts that I was able to like picture myself in a certain scenario, I guess. So, that line, um, cheers to your mental health, have a drink on me. That obviously was my writing because who else would say that? Cheeky shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was meant to be cheeky. It was meant to be fun. And I know Tina's, yeah, Tina said that's, this is my favorite song for you. It's like one of my favorite too. I've got to be honest. I just think that it's, it's a lot it's, of fun. I think it's really well done. And it has like, Elements of different genres without trying to be like it's not trying to be a disco track But the parts of disco that it has are like really well done Like right. everything is really well done and segmented, but it still feels like you versus like you're trying to fit a certain sound mold Yeah, I think that's important because I think a lot of people Especially because disco is very hot right now. Yeah, well, um, I won't lie and say that that wasn't part of it I think Don't Start Now came out by Dua Lipa before mm -hmm. I, I started writing that um, So that definitely influenced But I think it's important to not like sit down and be like Okay, we're gonna write a disco track today We're gonna, because I find that that just ends up with something too contrived and cliche right. And boring, right? Like, you have to just do what comes mm -hmm. And uh, it came, and I love that song <laughs> That's it. What are you laughing Do what at? comes and it came, girl. You know me. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. Came all over. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Jesse. Anyways, up next. Ah. I think this was the first song I heard here. of yours. Is it? I think so. It was either this or Poison, but I can't remember. Okay. Okay, ready? Three, yeah. two, one. Oh. All right. So this song is called Anyway. And it is about my most recent uh, relationship where I actually lived in the apartment I'm still in with this person. Um, we were together for three years. Uh, I don't want to be too mean because he's a very nice kid. <laughs> I Mood. Kid That's how I feel young. with my ex too. I'm like, he's yeah, not a bad like person, but... No! Um, he was, we were not a fit, but I kept him around because he was good for me. Meaning he grounded me, he made me calmer and like kind of softened my edges. And that was good for me, particularly because I was just starting my business at the time that we met. Um, 
So wait, when was this? Twenty seventeen? No, we met in two thousand and twelve, and then broke up in twenty fifteen, I think. Or okay, that makes more sense because I was like, for some, I don't know why I thought twenty seventeen. I was like, you've only been doing your business for three years. Anyway, continue. Four years. No, 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 no. I've been doing business for eight. But uh, so he was a really good influence on me, and my parents loved him. Everyone loved him. Uh, his friends hated me, which was another thing. Um, but anyway, uh, soon after we broke up, well, I should tell the story of how we broke up. So um, I had just actually started writing a song. This is like in 2015. And I was in my office doing that. And then I came out and he was like sort of, and by the end, he was a bit miserable. I'll be honest. I think I drove him nuts. I'm, a, I'm hard to date and I'm not going to deny that I'm not. Um, but he was just like, stewing watching television and I could tell that something was on his mind and I was like you know what maybe we should just break up and it just came out of nowhere and then I opened up the Juliet balcony and had a cigarette um, and then it just sort of um, obviously there were conversations after that and it ended but anyway um, three months after we broke up uh, there was a period, and I won't deny it, there was one moment uh, about a month after we broke up where I tried to get him back. And I think the reasoning for that is simply because I hadn't been living on my own in three years. Yeah, I wasn't, familiarity. You know? um, and he, was, he wisely did not allow that to happen. As convincing as I can be, and as much as I tend to push my way until I get what I want, mm -hmm. which is a disgusting I very much dream. relate with this whole story. Okay, so um, then I discovered that he was dating someone else, and then two or three months later, I found out that he was engaged. Um, and then after that, it was another maybe four or five months, and he was married. Wow. And they are still married, which happy for them. And if anyone's interested in seeing them, they are both together on Grinder, so you can find them <laughs> as a couple on Grinder anytime you want. Toronto Grinder during the pandemic too. So <laughs> you know, it what? ain't that desperate. Like most people don't have yeah. anyone. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. <laughs> Leave her out of this. I don't think she wants to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Tova, when she would, she knew he wasn't for me too. She would often be like, Corey, you know, he's wonderful and so nice, but you're, you're too much for him. And it's true. I was, I was too much for him. I'm a lot of drama. I really am. What was, um, do you know, like what, um, Tova's favorite song was? Of mine? Yeah. She, I don't know that she heard a lot of them to be honest do you i don't know if you find this but with your close friends at least most of mine don't <laughs> listen to my stuff that often mine um, will like listen once but the only one they ever yeah. shared was happily ever after and not even in like a negative way but no i think that it's just kind of like that's not what our our um oh <laughs> rush told you like yes. it is <laughs> um yeah so tove uh would listen to stuff and she of course, like, she never crushed me, but at the same time, she was always like, okay, Corey, your music, sure. How's your PR business? You know, <laughs> she's very much in reality, which I think is just something that Tove is. And she writes, um, Raya's saying Tove was a tough critic. It's mm -hmm. true. Um, but I would get her dancing. I can remember one time with Tove, so funny. Um, 
I was singing in an apartment. This was like when we were in college and I was like singing and dancing along to a song and she was just sitting watching me do it because I often made her be my audience. <laughs> and um, She said to me, you know what, Corey? I think I get it with you. Like why people would be attracted to you. And I was like, oh my Thanks. God. So, but it's like, there were moments like that where it was like so funny because it's so classic Tova. I have a video actually of Tova that I emailed you that will show before we play Little One. Mm, okay. Um, it's just like a little thing of her talking about us a little bit. Um, I think you've already seen it, Raya, but you know i thought why not we'll just give her a little center stage um but yeah so i don't know what toba's favorite is but i'm guessing it would be little one at this stage and i'll get into more about that that um, makes sense there. i'm just pulling out yeah. my email so i have it for later <laughs> <laughs> the next one features yours truly it's true is everyone ready to hear me sing <laughs> Um, um wait what's the two know. minutes one sorry i'm just looking at your email now there's one that says two uh, minutes and one says after it starts at two minutes it starts at two minutes okay well you'll let me know okay everyone this is cut those hose off. hose off in three okay two one go this is a long interstitial thank you for making me the best one <laughs> well I made this one after we did our release party for Grab the Fire mm -hmm. and use audio from it. And I just thought it was funny because Jackson is so positive and nice. Yeah. And through it all, I'm like listening to the clips and I'm like, I hate people. <laughs> just totally miserable and awful. And it I just made me laugh so much. And then you interjecting and trying to make me sound better by being like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just need to feel that emotion. So it's that true you though. Can, you know, get to the more pro productive emotion. I'm like, this is so typical everyone me like people trying to like i don't know it, it just stuck with me and it was very funny so this is also the start of the final um act which is survival and that'll be evident soon in the track if it hasn't already played i can't hear it really. i actually um had like a really strong reaction to this track for no important reason, but basically when you and me were talking about like had our first like little songwriting session, there's actually a beat I sent you that sounds just like this. Oh really? Yeah, like the exact same horns, like don't 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 and I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. That's so strange. No, this is from the um pack that uh made Crab the Fire. Oh, that makes sense, so, too, because I was like, yeah. this transitions really well and sounds like the same types of yeah, horns. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is um, just another uh, loop that we didn't use in Grab the Fire um, that mm. I knew that I would use for an interstitial. And you'll notice that underneath, when hate is mentioned, uh, those horns amplify a lot. And it sort of mm. like matches up with the tone of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, Peter says, this interlude totally gave me arena vibes. You can totally hear the crowd screaming while Corey doesn't have fit change. Then we catch <laughs> a glimpse of Jackson and we all go wild. I love this act. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you, Peter. Um, this is the act where undoubtedly I would have to change my Spanx because things are getting a little sweaty by this point. <laughs> <laughs> um i need to pee really quick i'm sorry to say that's totally fine I, i'll say okay, hi to I'll, tosh and everyone else say hi to peeps partying to peeps. over here hi everyone um what is everyone's favorite song i already said mine is end of me um i love my cameo and cut those hoes off 
which is funny. Here's a funny story. I uh, <laughs> I thought that this came. Apparently, I say cut those hoes off a lot because there's a clip of me saying it in quarantine that is in our like quarantine uh, teaser video, promo video, whatever. And then I thought he took cut those hoes off from that, but I say it totally different there. So I must have said it in this release show and in a quarantine episode. And I'm like, how often do I say this? How often do I say this? Literally, Tosh, I'm going to cry when that com- when it comes on. Once Kev- uh, Kevin, oh my God, why am I saying Kevin? Once, <laughs> once Corey tells the story, we're, gonna, we're all going to cry. Oh, I'm going to cry back. Welcome back. Um, okay, grab the fire. Are we ready? Yeah, let's go into grab the fire. Three, Let me know. Two, one, go. So go. I heard the the difference I heard was some electric guitar, but I'm sure there was more in there that I missed no, too. That, that's oh, the that's only it. Difference. Yeah. Well, I exposed it. Honestly, though, I love it. I love the electric guitar. What what made well, you change the versions? I just wanted it to be a little more rockier for the album. I felt that when I listened through to the entire thing, Grab the Fire almost didn't have that edge hmm. um, that particularly needed to happen in this stage of the album. To like kick off this stage of the album, too. Yeah, and also just to like, after anyway, it's kind of like a downer. I wanted something that would just like grab you, hmm. literally. So the electric guitar is actually the same electric guitar that's used in Poison. Um, mm. So it kind of ties together there as well. Okay, that's um, cool. But I wanted to just like have something that stood out again and re-engage people because I thought it was important. After you've sat through 10 tracks already, I wanted to make sure people wouldn't, you know, leave right. me. Right. Like all of my exes did. Right. <laughs> so... Man. Yeah, um, and I, obviously we've talked on it and about this song, but I think Jackson is so talented and amazing in this track. Yeah. Oh, and P.S. Jackson sent me two new songs last night. <clears throat> They're amazing. They're Hot. so good. I'm gonna I have to fight him. him. Well, I told him to send them to you because um, he's deciding on his lead single, and I have my vote. And I'm like, I want to know what he's supposed to pick. Yeah. But I think we're gonna be aligned. I hope so. But yeah, I think a lot of people said this too about um, like Jackson on this song. Like he's never sounded better. He sounds so good on here. So in the pocket for a first collab. Like this is such a good moment for him. And you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, it's Jackson's moment. That's I, fine. Yeah, I think I think you really gave him a really cool moment. But obviously it reflects back on you because it makes the song that much better. Well, there you go. No, I thought... Uh, I work in PR, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Corey just lie to each other, and that's how our relationship works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think it's just one of those songs that I love so much, and uh, I still dance to it. I think it's like a fired-up song. Yeah. And I really do hope that we can arrange for something to happen with the Olympics or something around that. I seriously believe that it could be thrown into something there. Yeah, any type of like sports games competition thing. Totally. Like even a basketball game where they're all like hyping up before the players go or even when they're playing yeah i feel like basketball games are really like just entertainment anyway rather than a sport (laughs) um all right so that's done next interstitial is already playing you're like mom so um basically what this is is the last audio recording that i have of my grandma Slater and my poppy Slater 
and they're talking in the background. You can hear my grandma's laugh. Um, it was kind of the last thing that I was able to snatch, and I was looking through my um, old audio recordings and videos because I wanted to find something of them and was able to find this. Mm -hmm. So, And also, there's a Curtis shout-out in it. So, yeah, I love it. Curtis, no biting. Yeah. Um, and also, my aunt talks about, she's not fixed, but he's fixed, and it just kind of made me laugh, too. But it's just the sound of everyone laughing together mm -hmm. um, in that. After, like, a little bickering between my parents as well, it's just so exactly what happens in a get-together in our family. So yeah. it was kind of a nice way to... Um, so we can go on to the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one, go. That's all right, Tina. You didn't miss much. We just talked about how much we love Jackson and I lied to Corey. <laughs> That's all. Um, so this is No More Trips to London. And it is about the loss of my grandmother. Um, my mom actually sings backup tracks or backup vocals throughout the entire track. I thought that was really cool um, element when you first released this. Yeah, I was so, she afterwards was like, it really meant something to me that you would allow me to do this. And I was like, come on. She's always been a singer. Mm -hmm. She did theater and stuff. So it made sense. And it was also like, it's a tribute to your mom, you know? Mm. Um, the reason it's called No More Trips to London is because um, my grandparents lived in London, Ontario, which is... Um, like two hours from Woodstock, or sorry, two hours from Toronto. Um, and because both of them died, I thought to myself, well, I guess there's never gonna be any trips to London again. There's no need to, so no more trips to London. Um, yeah, and some of the lyrics are really like, I remember like the first few times that I tried to sing this song, I couldn't because, and yes, Raya, me too. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna get into it. So, um, it, uh, I couldn't sing it because the words just kind of like felt really authentically to what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, there's one point in it where it says, well, I've got, um, uh, it's something about, well, I don't even know my own lyrics. I've got wounds and well, I've got wounds and I've got two losing me and losing you. Mm -hmm. um, and that really it's was coming up in the middle. I was proud of. And then the other thing too is that uh, oh yes, I am coming to see you, Ryan. That's for sure. I am coming to London for you. So Tova's actually from London mm. uh, as well. So um, I remember at one point when Tova was just starting to get, you know, we had gotten the diagnosis. I was kind of an asshole, really. I sent Raya this, and I was like, oh, this is a song that, you know, helps me kind of get through some of the stuff with my grandma. And then um, I sent it to her, and she got back to me, and she was just like, Corey, you make me cry. So, um, but yeah, it's it's one of my fave songs. It's, you know, about my grandma, and I wanted to commemorate that. I think this whole album is just full of moments like pinnacle moments up until now that have happened in my life and i think that's what this really is the whole thing yeah so. it sounds it like everything feels like it's paying homage to something very important like all of these different not all traumas but just like all these different things you've maybe wanted to prove or disprove about yourself sure but then also like relationships also, like, horrible relationships, exactly. Oh, by the way, this is also a Toe favorite, Diet Coke. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're real off brand today. I should have picked I mean, one up. Well, that's uh, your fail, failure. Yeah, that, um, is, that is really interesting, too, though, because I didn't know that about Tova, that uh, she's from London. 
So yeah. it's interesting, you know, just like that this song can really apply to so much. Yeah, I think makes it even more sad. <laughs> you know, I forgot to mention. Sorry, right? the other thing I forgot to mention is that I released that song. I think it would have been May or June. Um, I can't remember exactly of 2020, and it was right when we were seeing the massive amounts of loss in the pandemic. People mm-hmm. were dying at like such an incredible rate, and I thought, you know, maybe this is something that could represent or help people during that time. Mm-hmm. So it was just. That was why I decided to put it out at that time. Right. Um, we can move on, though, okay. if you want to. Let's do Unhappy. Another one of my faves that you don't give enough yes. credit. Uh, yeah, this is not my favorite on the album, but a lot of people like it. So, okay. We'll start it Let in me know. three, two, one, go. Also, I right. probably don't care that much about the video, but I really like the just like you isolated walking throughout the city. Like it's powerful. It's more powerful than you think. Well, it's funny because I had this these delusions of grandeur that I was going to create a documentary about myself to accompany this album. Mm. <laughs> and um, I was recording footage for that uh, oh, when okay. I was recording this song. And then uh, when the time came that the song was, I was just going to release the song, I had all of this footage and I was like, well, you know what? I can make a video out of this because I had all the footage from Boy George performing there. And I was like, this mm. could create a story of like me working in the studio to be sort of like achieving something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote this song in like, I, I do not remember correctly when exactly, but I think it might've been as early as 2007. Wow. Um, yeah, like I think it's incredibly old. Like I think it's at least 2007. Um, it was one of the, like I just wrote it um, because I was writing for fun. I always have my entire life. And then I sent the demo that I had made from 2007 because when Gavin and I started working together back in mm-hmm. 2015, I sent him all of my stuff, which he filtered through and said, okay, this has potential, this doesn't, blah, blah, blah. And he had flagged this one as something that does have potential. He's still has a ton of other ones that I need to get back to him on actually. You know, <laughs> um, but I've always sort of been a fan of that demo. And then we evolved it, changed a lot of the lyrics, but I think the messaging's good. I think the reason that I'm not as connected to it is because I almost feel like it could come off as cheesy. And I feel um, weird about that, but I'm glad that it connects with people and I'm glad that people like it because, you know, that's the intent of this, right? And I think the melody is beautiful. Yeah, I love the melody. I love the instrumentation and like the melodies in the background and like the synth like arpeggios and stuff. And Yeah, we experimented a lot. We actually built this track from scratch together too. This was not um, anything, there were no loops pre-existing in this so mm. this was completely built from scratch and thank you raya i i'll watch your documentary too there won't be one raya not until we can get a <laughs> not yet soon yeah exactly exactly 2025 <laughs> by then and oh, i agree Peter, tina like i think it's i don't i don't see it as cheesy at all i see it as very relatable and uh it's not necessarily woe is me you know like it's coming from a very relatable perspective too right yeah I think I also just have a problem with like being vulnerable. (laughs) So this is like kind of tough for me in a way, but it was something that um, 
I, I thought too, like you can't, you can't release an album and not and give people only a selection of yourself, particularly a debut album. You have to like give people who you are and let them know. And I think if I edited that and didn't show that I'm an incredibly insecure person at times, then, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Next one's going. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's funny. This uh, recording of me talking to my phone was actually recorded at the end of 2019, not 2020. So I had no idea (laughs) how how much worse things could get. because it was just such a tough year for me in 2019. I don't know. Like, I just was going through a lot mentally. And um, this was even before we found out about Tove. I think Tove, it was actually, maybe Tove had let us know that she was getting her bone marrow tests at the end of 2019. And um, that might have been part of it, too. But I think... Mm-hmm just ultimately was going through a lot and I recorded in my phone knowing that I might be able to use it for an interstitial and there's always that worry that like when you record something like that that it's going to sound planned or rehearsed Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just doing regularly recording myself stream of consciousness to hopefully get something eventually and this was just one of those times where it worked out and those the separation of the talking in between the like musical effects is actually organic we didn't like stretch that out or anything Mm. that is actually the pace that i talked Mm -hmm. no i think it makes a lot of sense i was actually going to ask you like if you had if you were kind of like like if there's a part of more of the documentary where you were i mean i'm maybe it was but i feel like it came off very natural (laughs) and i was kind of like how did you do this like how did you record this because like you said it didn't feel forced at all and a lot of times it would yeah well especially with me you know me if i get into it i can like have a script and be like completely rehearsed and it's awful so it's important for it to be off the cuff and sort of natural and i think we accomplished that and literally the way i did it was just recording myself so frequently that eventually it just kind of wore off and the novelty wasn't there anymore and i could Mm -hmm. just be myself so yeah do we want to go into why do i even try let's do it three don't play the little one afterwards because I have... A, a oh, yeah, I'm going to pause it. Yeah. Okay. I only let it go straight into the interstitials. Three, two, one, go. Do you want to tell right, everyone the fun like fact about me in this right. song? That you said it was my weakest song? <laughs> I said it was my least favorite. I didn't use the word weakest. <laughs> right. I inferred that. Um, yeah, in terms of this song... There was one night where I was just so fucking frustrated about something. And I was like, why the hell do I even try? And then, you know, the light bulb moment where you're just like, oh, well, this could be a song concept. And then um, I remember I wrote this probably in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, I would say. It was um, the words just kind of flew out. And a perfect love, a perfect uh, I can never remember my, my, blah, blah, blah. I can never remember my own lyrics. Everyone listen to the song right now on your own. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just a representation of like how much we try so hard. And it's like, does it even really matter? Just yeah. live your life and hopefully, you know, things will work out. But like putting so much expectation and trying to be the perfect son and trying to be mm-hmm. the perfect like employee and Everything. trying to be 
It's so much, and it's like not. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. So if you focus on it, exactly. So like you just have to let it go and let go and let God. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what this song is about, and it's just ultimate frustration. But I also thought that it would make a nice kind of like a. At the beginning of the record, I am saying like, "Well, what if it's not meant for me?" And at the end, I'm like, "It almost—I have that confidence to say, you know what? Why do we even try? I'm just、yeah. doing my thing." I think,、um, it, yeah. After everything, it feels very much like.、Um, I definitely like it better in the concept of the album. Also, right after I told Corey that, because he he dared me, he was he dared me to tell him my least favorite song.、Um, yes. And right after I did that, I like it came on shuffle or something, and then it was stuck in my head. And I was like, after I said I didn't like it wasn't my favorite, it was my least favorite. It's the only thing I've been singing.、Um, but I was just gonna say, yeah, it very much feels kind of like you've given up, but in a way that's freeing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's just like fun. It's lighthearted. It's kind of Katy Perry-ish, you know.、Mm. It gets you to dance. Kenny from the Q Reviews always tells me that this is like his driving song, which I can totally see.、Mm. Like、mm-hmm. I, I would totally jump in if I knew how、yeah. to drive. Totally get the wheel and drive. Yeah. To this.、Um, yeah. It's fun. It's. I like it personally. I think it's a.、Uh, even though you throw hate on it,、uh, I love it. So I don't dislike it. I,、yes. It's also funny because when <laughs> I, I listened to it again, I was like, like <laughs> "No!" Because when I listened to it again, I was like, "Wait, why do I not like this?" And it, for me, it was just the instrumentation in the chorus. I was like, "It's too happy for me." I hate yeah, happy well, stuff. <laughs> you know what? It's rare that you get a happy from me, so savor it. <laughs> I know、okay? I'm savoring it. I'm savoring it. But also, I do really <laughs> so, think it would fit like really well in like soundtracks for like I said, like amusement park. Like I want to go to the water park. Like, it makes me want to go to the water park. That's like, right true. That's a good point. So、um, the the email I sent you, the first video I think is the one of Tove that I just want to play really quick.、Uh-huh. Um, for those who weren't here in the beginning,、um, I lost what、well, we lost Tove,、um, one、Oops. of my very good friends,、um, to stomach cancer, stage four stomach cancer, in April of this year.、Um, I chose to call my album Tove because I wanted. A name for my debut album that I would love forever, and Tova is someone that I'll love forever.、Whew. So、um, this is just a video of Tova talking about us for a second,、um, and then we'll play a song that I wrote for her daughter,、um, that her sister.、Uh, I sent her sister. I actually wrote it the night that. Well, the night before Tova died, and her sister played it for her, and at that time Tova couldn't speak.、Um, but Raya told me that Tova smiled when she heard it, so and she got to hear it before we lost her.、Yeah. So, anyway, this is Tova, and it's just her talking about us for a second. Okay, I'm starting at two minutes. Yes. Yeah. You know, say you graduated two years ago compared to twenty years ago compared to ten. It's just different stories. So、yeah. it's good to understand where you're at. Yeah, so I took a marketing oh, program no here in Toronto. So I moved from a smaller city、oh, to the big、right. city to Toronto. Okay, so huge change for me to adjust from from that, not knowing anyone and doing all of that stuff. So really, out of college, I mean, I just wanted to stay in the city. That's that okay, that、yeah. was my priority, right? So the thing is, is that I got caught up in this position at a very large bank in Canada. 
Um, you know, I was doing retention straight out of college. So I, through college, I was a bank teller and I had got basically a promotion, which was great. Um, but I felt very stuck. And then at like year five, I just remember, you know, kind of walking with one of one of my really close friends. We actually went to college together and he was like, you seem so unhappy. And I, I was like, I am unhappy, you know, like I don't want to go to work every day. It's not fun. It's not challenging. Like there was none of that. And what were you right? doing at that time? You were working as a teller or were you, what were you no, doing? No, then I, then I was working in one of the head offices, like okay. in the financial district. I was okay. doing retention for large insurance policies. Okay. So like cool position, but probably only cool for like a couple years out of college. Whereas I stayed there for five years and then just found like, I didn't feel challenged. I didn't want to go to work in the morning. Right. So yep. he said, you know, Tove, you would be so good in sales. You're super outgoing, great personality. Like you should do it. I was okay. super hesitant. And Aww. this is what I want to talk about is like, I feel that there is a really negative connotation around sales. Yeah. And that's really like, yes, I would love way more women so that's in business. Good. Way that's more basically. Women in- so spoiler alert, I was the one that she was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> We're ready. Y'all, I will say right. I have never made it through this song start to finish. I haven't. I can't. I'm tearing up just thinking about listening. Um, so basically let me just go through it again one more time, not everything, but just so that I can put it together. Um, so essentially I wrote this song for Tova's daughter, Harper, um, as a way to kind of let her know about her mom, let her know when she gets old enough that she can come to me and I'll help her remember the things that she never knew. Mm -hmm. And, um, we will, me and the hundreds of other people who know her will fill in the blanks where um, she won't be able to anymore. So I'm not going to talk during this one. I think we'll just listen if that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to mute my mic because I'll honestly probably cry. (laughs) People don't need to hear us both crying until after. (laughs) Okay, is everyone ready? In three, two, one, go. Lives on in all of us, 
That's the album. You could hear Tova's voice in there too. Yeah. Um, throughout I love it. it. That's literally the first time I haven't cried just because people are watching. <laughs> and I was well, raised in a society where boys don't cry. So you will well, There you go. I mean, <laughs> but no. Um, and that was actually the demo vocals from the night that I, I didn't want to touch them. I didn't want to re record the song. I wanted, oh, first of all, because I doubt I could get through it. That was when she was still alive and I was singing that. But after, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I could even ever perform that song, but um, I didn't want to re-record it because I felt the emotion in the vocals and the way that it was sang and everything was 100% authentically what it was. And you could feel that, I think, in the actual song. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's another video, yes, tied to this, the Instagram thing. Yes, if you want to see, uh, this is kind of cute. So her it's daughter so is and sad um, again. Pardon? I said it's so cute and sad again. Yeah. Well, this is uh, her daughter listening to it for the first time. Um, just this Friday, her grandma and um, Tova's husband sent it to me, um, and they said I could share it. So. Uh, if you want to pull it up and people can see, I don't know if Raya is still here. We might have lost her in the war of uh, uh no, Raya said she was one of the people that told us we were back on. Okay, good, good, good. We're here. She's probably also PP. I'm not sure what you mean. Long ago, long ago, what was long ago? Um, okay, let me show this on the screen. It's so I just cute. think it's so precious and she's so adorable. She has Tova's eyes completely, like it's insane you look at her the mannerisms and like some of the ways that she uh reacts to things and like almost looks at you like you're full of shit sometimes it's like it totally reminds me of tova i'm playing it by the way it just starts itself so oh awesome but she's so freaking cute oh she's adorable and she looks like she's vibing yeah, I mean, it's hard to make a, what is she, one and a half now, something like that, um, interested in something, but maybe she's two now, I'm, I'm, no, I think she's like one and a half, anyway, but yeah, it was just amazing to see her kind of 
hearing it for the first time and i think it'll mean more to her hopefully when she gets older yeah um but it was just really beautiful i'm surprised her mom sandra or her grandma sandra was even able to hold up the phone while she was filming this because like i would be an absolute wreck if i was watching yeah. it. <laughs> very relatable <laughs> the power of jesus is working through those arms that day she will be two in june okay two in yeah. june okay well hopefully oh, yeah. we'll be able to have a birthday party for her um power wash that vaccine into my veins yeah. that's all i'm saying Spray Make it, it happen. all over and in me. I'd like to take a bath. In I it, want it in every orifice as soon as possible. Mm. Um, in and out. But that's the album. That's Tove. So mm. I really, uh, Raya said, my mom said she stayed so close to the computer and mom bawled. Oh, that's beautiful. She's such a sweetie. Yeah. That's um, an amazing album. It's an amazing album. Thank you. Like start thank to finish. You. Like when I listened to it the second time, I was just like blown away. Like the first time, maybe because I was also just like getting into the, it, it, I was still kind of like, like everything was new yeah. the first time. So then the second time I listened through and it all like hit even more. It's just perfect pacing. It's like what I told you, like so many albums will like fall off in the middle. And I feel like that's maybe even the strongest part of this is like the middle part. And then you just keep it going. Yeah, someone said to me, um, thank you, by the way, that's really kind. Um, someone said to me that the second part of the album is the better half. And I was like, oh, really? Because I kind of like the beginning and then I like the very end of the album, but some of the middle parts. But I'm happy to hear that. That makes me so pleased. And I'm so pleased that so many people like it and are yeah. responding to it like that is like a wave of relief because you're always like worried that people are gonna be like oh my god this is so shit and um <laughs> especially after the years you've worked on this like this is yeah. not and also the fact ending. that tova's names on it like i don't want people to be like that's a horrible album and mm. poor tova has to be stuck with it yeah. so i'm just happy that it was a happy uh circumstance for everything and everything worked out so well but mm -hmm. I so appreciate you doing this and letting me be so self-indulgent for however long we've been doing this it wasn't now. even that long. A little over an no, hour. No, it was like, yeah, yeah. But no, of course. Like, and thank you for getting me dinner. I did not expect nor need it, but I very much appreciated it. You expected it. Shut I didn't. Up. I really didn't. No, I really didn't. 100% didn't. Didn't. I mean, I didn't expect it the first time. I didn't expect it this time. Good. Um, well, I'm happy you enjoyed it. You're not a person I need money from to collab with, so... I am well, that's sweet. Um, and the biggest compliment everyone. I can give. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I thank everyone for coming and sticking it out. Raya, it means the world that you were here. I'm glad we got to do this together. Yes, it was so nice to meet um, you too. Because I've heard so and, much about Tove and you and everyone. So it was great to meet you, even if only through text or whatever. Yeah. And Tina, thank you so much for coming. And Tosh and Peter. And yeah, there's a lot sure of people here. E. Alvin was here. Jolie's here. Jay oh, Gregory wow. was here Jolie earlier. Was here. Michelle was oh. here. Um, so many great people. Faye. So I really appreciate it. So many people. Awesome. Okay. Well, I can kick you off now if you want. And you can go to bed. Yeah, I think I'm going to go just uh, recuperate, to be honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> take a night. Relax. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's gonna, and it's going to be a lot for a while, getting through the album and just, yeah, the releasing music is hard enough already releasing something totally that's is. this personal and powerful and then you have to talk about it over and over and do interviews and yeah <gasps> love you too raya um cool 
Well, thank you again so much. And I'll talk to you probably tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great okay. time. Thank you for jumping on. Bye, Corey. Thank you so much for doing it. Okay, bye. Bye.